welcome back to the Podcastables. I am your host, Rowan Wood. My co-host, Connor Daniels, is not joining us today because it's Saturday evening and he's doing something else. Um, today, this is our first bonus episode. We are going to be covering Eternals, uh, the recently released Marvel film, uh, with special guest Foster Harlfinger. Uh, thanks for joining us, Foster. Hello, thank you for having me. I should say thanks for joining me because uh, Connor's <laughs> not here, as I mentioned. Um, but yeah, so we saw Eternals uh, on Thursday yes, night. Thursday. Um, what were your first impressions? Uh, so overall, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean slightly positive, but mm-hmm. I like if I had to sum it up in a sentence or so, I would say that I like a lot of individual elements of it, but I don't know that they all came together very well. Um, so like I like some of the individual performances, but like as a unit, I don't think they really work. Uh, too well together in the same way that like the Avengers or the Guardians of the Galaxy do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I like the visuals, but then sometimes it clashes a little bit with like the more marvelly computer generated stuff. So I feel like that's the the running theme with all my thoughts. Right. Yeah. Um, I also I also liked it, uh, not as much as I like some other Marvel films, uh, but I also think it's 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 done well in the respect that. Um, Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is growing older. I mean, it's what, like, I, I think we were, we were talking about this, 13 years old yeah. um, this year, or, yeah, yeah uh, sure, yeah, yeah, this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Yeah. Math Major. Math, uh, <laughs> I should know this. Um, and I feel like it's about time that they start taking more risks i suppose mm-hmm. um you know even even shang chi which you know um i think it was the it was disney ceo who, um who who sort of mentioned offhand that it was like an experiment mm-hmm. but even shang chi was a straightforward marvel movie in many respects like from yeah. the from the story and the characters um eternals was just very different and i think that's partly due to the characters and i think that's partly due to uh chloe Zhao, who mm-hmm. is who is directing here and i think Got a decent amount of creative control, if I remember mm-hmm. um, correctly. Yeah, she got to shoot real sunsets, I think was the big thing, <laughs> right. instead of the, the green screen. Right, right. Um, let, let's, I, now that you mentioned it, let's talk about the visuals mm-hmm. of the movie. Um, I thought they were incredible. I mean, Yeah, I think they're great. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I think they're really great. Um, it, is, it is sometimes, I think, a little bit weird to see like the deviants, which are these really obviously computer-generated creatures in the nice, pretty visuals, but I thought it worked pretty well. Um, and I liked the scale of it, too, like especially the way, um, what is it, Arishim? Is that the, the big... Yeah, the, yeah, the, big the, uh, the celestial. Magic head in the sky guy. <laughs> um, like the, the scale of it is, is pretty, pretty amazing, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Um... I m- most of it was filmed on location, I think, mm-hmm. which is um, which which I I think it's good. You know, I feel like with the rise in uh, in the use of um, like like volume technology, like with Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're doing these more with the TV shows. Um, it's it's nice to see something that is very clearly shot um, practically on location, and mm-hmm. it, it it really shows. I think it, it looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, granted, that was most of the trailer for Eternals. Mm-hmm. I think it was just, "Hey, look at this, and then look at this, and now they're in this location." Yeah, um, and they're marketing it as best director winner Chloe Zhao. Right. They love that, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, and you know, I mean, I feel like her best directing win came mm-hmm. at a perfect time. Yeah, for for them, especially with the marketing. Did you see Nomadland? I did not. Did I was not? going okay. to, and then I it, it just never came. Yeah, together. very different movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of thing is up my alley. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. 
Very nice visuals, of course. Yeah. I've not seen any of her other stuff, though, just that one. Yeah. I think that was her first, like, I, I mean, I meant, like, air quote, big, big mm-hmm. movie. I guess. Yeah. Like, like, you know, Oscar attention. Yeah. Um, and all that. Um, so let's talk, let's just talk about the plot a little bit without getting into spoilers. We'll talk spoilers in a little bit. Okay. Um, but so Eternals, uh, takes place over 7,000 years, I think. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's go with that. Mr. Math Nature. Yes. <laughs> um, and so the, the, the titular group, uh, immortal beings who have come to earth mm-hmm. to rid the planet of the deviants, uh, the previously mentioned CGI, uh, creatures. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so it basically follows them, uh, in the present time and we get some flashbacks as well. It sort of fleshes them out, um, a, a little bit more. Um, and then, uh, but you know, of course, as per Marvel sensibilities, there's a big world ending threat that they have mm-hmm. to, that they have to stop. This is called, uh, the emergence this oh, time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vaguely alluded to in the trailer. Um, and, uh, yeah, any, any thoughts on, uh, just... I feel like they weren't, they didn't take as many risks in terms of the story mm-hmm. as I think they did otherwise. Yeah, I think for me the biggest risk is that, I, I mentioned this to you right after we saw, it's like the only Marvel movie that deliberately has a slow pace, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't really pay off necessarily for right. a lot of people because everyone keep, the, the one thing everyone mentions is, wow, that movie was really, really long, and it, I felt it, but uh, like that seems to be the main con a lot of people have, but... I think it's kind of cool. Like, like I, I like the idea of the movie maybe more than I actually like the movie itself. I just think some of the things it's trying to do are so cool that I'm, I'm, I'm coming away with a positive experience overall. But uh, that would be the biggest risk for me. Because um, like Shang Chi, like you said, I think still feels like a Marvel movie. It just has good action. Basically, is like the main, the main difference. Like right. they took a lot of time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, so yeah, yeah, the actual story. And then especially the the way the characters interact, I think, still feels very much like it's trying to be a Marvel movie. Like, that's probably my my personal biggest con with it is how quippy they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just... Uh, call me crazy. I don't think if you were eternal that you would be quipping <laughs> after, after like, 7,000 years of that. They, they, they talk like they were... Yeah, they talk like like the actors would. Yeah, I fall guess. collection IKEA. I've heard that five hundred times in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think you know that that's the most marvelly part of this movie. Yeah, the like like the quipping because mm-hmm. Marvel still feels like they have to punctuate uh, dramatic moments with humor. Like, was Iron Man the start of that? Has this been going since the beginning? Because I don't remember that too much in the original, at least. But I know, you know, especially with Avengers, mm-hmm. they definitely got a lot more into the, uh, you know, like yeah. the, the interactions between, you know, Steve and Tony and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. That, so if you're if you've seen every Marvel movie, you know, that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, in terms of the characters, um, there's so many of them, so many there characters, are. and. <laughs> Not all of them get the attention they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, I, I think there's ten Eternals. Yeah. Um, and there are some side characters as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like there's just... Either cut down the number of Eternals mm-hmm. or make it a shorter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and sort of focus on, like, like, a small group of them. And they do. They do focus on a relatively small group. But I feel like they try to give everyone... Uh, like enough time uh, and uh, sometimes 
that would that sidelines other characters yeah. that I would much rather be watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard a lot of people suggest the idea that this would have been a good idea for one of Marvel's miniseries, which they've been doing a lot of those. Like this would have been the perfect thing to do because you have so many characters that you have to to introduce and flesh out, and then as a result, uh, m- most of them feel like they're not fleshed out enough. Um, actually, I, I would I would even say all of them feel that way to me. Um, I don't think there's any one character that I think got the full amount of time mm-hmm. they deserved. And so as a result, even though you have these characters who've been around thousands of years, they they should have like a real great rhythm and chemistry, even if it's not a funny type of chemistry, but yet they all end up feeling kind of hollow. And then it's hard to connect with any one of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of that is... Um, the fact that they always act the same, mm-hmm. even in the past, you know, I, I feel like there's no, I feel like a, a, a benefit of having scenes set in the past and then scenes set in the present is seeing how they change over the years. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of characters talk about how their time on earth has changed them, but they always act the same sure. from, from the time we meet them and they, and they sort of meet each other. And then mm-hmm. in the present, there's little to no development mm-hmm. in that time. Um, and I think, you, you know, that's why this might have worked better as a miniseries. Sure. As, as, you know, maybe one character gets a focus per episode and other characters can play a role in that mm-hmm. as well. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and, uh, but, you know, when we're talking about the cast, there are a decent amount of big names yeah. there. Uh, Angelina Jolie, mm-hmm. um, Salma Hayek, uh, Richard Madden, mm-hmm. uh, Kit Harrington, we have a little mini Game of Thrones reunion there, mm-hmm. with, and uh, Ramin Jawadi did the score as well. We were discussing that after the movie. Um, Kumail, yeah, Kumail Nanjiani, Brian Tyree Henry, mm-hmm. um, others, I'm others, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we we'll we'll talk more about characters when we get to spoilers because yeah. it's it's really hard to talk about their journeys without yeah um, getting into yeah. One thing though, I think that's interesting is that. Almost every everywhere and everyone I've heard, like especially if you look on the internet, everyone has their own standout, and I and I think it just depends on what you want out of the movie. Like, do you want a Chloe Zhao movie or do you want a Marvel movie or do you want something else? Like, uh, a lot of people their standout is Kumail because he's clearly the the funniest, I think, or like that's the goal at least. And like, he has this whole Bollywood dance thing that I thought was really mm-hmm. funny. But uh, like he's one of my least favorite characters, I think, because that's just not really the movie I want from these eternal beings. So I really liked Richard Madden. He's my favorite because like, I feel like if you're really an, an eternal being, you should have this sort of like dead look behind your eyes, like mm-hmm. where you're disillusioned with the universe and you're like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like the, he really, to me, uh, seems like how an eternal being should act. Like, I don't know. I'm, right. saying, I'm repeating myself. But out of, <laughs> you get I mean, I feel like out of everyone, he got the best development. He, sure, has, yeah, he yeah. has one of the best arcs yeah. there. Um, I mean, compared to, you know, we'll talk about some of them later, but, you know, some of them are barely even in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I mean, the marketing has, I think, did a really good job of sort of showing us all of them yeah. um, and sort of disguising who's really in it and, yeah. and who, who's not. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this could or, or should, I mean, I'm not saying make this movie longer. This movie is very long and I mm-hmm. really started to feel it towards the end. Yeah. Um, but I think it could have benefited from just a little more care when it came to characters mm-hmm. and um, 
mostly everything else. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk about spoilers now. Uh, let's, you know, because okay. I feel like we're, we're sort of dancing around a lot of things. All right. Um, so, if you haven't seen Eternals and Get you out. care, <laughs> you leave. Please. Stop listening. We don't want you. <laughs> um, yeah, or if you don't care, then we're just going to... You're you're gonna be very confused. Sure, and you <laughs> might, we will we will judge you slightly. <laughs> exactly, exactly, um, slightly and silently. Um, so yeah, uh, sp- uh, what are the I guess biggest spoilers here? You know, after after Marvel movies come out, I see articles that are like, here are the five biggest spoilers from this Marvel mm-hmm. movie, and I feel like Eternals. It's hard to nail down like specific yeah ones because you know we have obviously we have Richard Madden Icarus mm-hmm. being more like being more of a villain than he yeah. is a hero especially towards the end we have the whole earth as a breeding ground for a celestial mm-hmm. type of thing um but yeah and, and you know salma hayek dying very yeah. early on and barely being in the movie yeah um yeah what what would you say surprised you the most i guess uh i think i mean i'd have to watch the movie again but right now my favorite scene i think is when barry keowen i think that's how you say his last name I used to think it was Keegan, but then I think I heard him pronounce it, and now I'm second-guessing my life choices. But uh, when he leaves, uh, gosh, I don't even remember where they are, what time period, because they jump around a lot, but it's like a nighttime scene, and he is frustrated because he has to observe all the warfare that happens around him, except he is not able to intervene, even though he has the perfect power of like basically possessing people or controlling Mm -hmm. people's actions. So he could prevent it, but he's not supposed to, because he's an eternal... And so he walks and, and marches away from all of the other Eternals. I thought that was a cool scene. And I actually thought that would have been uh, a good setup to make him the villain. And then mm-hmm. it would have been a perfect villain in the sense that he's not really a villain because you actually understand where he's coming from. And I feel right. like that would have made, I don't know, I, that seemed like the perfect setup for a cool character choice that could have paid off in the end. But then I don't think they do a, a ton else with it. Once, yeah, because they reunite with him half an hour later, and um, and they get attacked, and he just and he just he's just sort of on their side again. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I I feel like the best villains are ones who you can understand. Mm-hmm. And with you know with Icarus, it's it's just difficult to sympathize and understand his motive because he you know he 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 wants to uphold their purpose mm-hmm. as Eternals by preparing uh, Earth for the birth of the new Celestial. I think his name was Tiamat or something. I don't know. That's um, a nice name. <laughs> Tiamat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and, and so it, it's just hard to relate to that because we're not Eternals. We haven't been on the planet for thousands of years. Uh, I speak mean, for I'm, yourself, <laughs> Rowan. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and so I feel like he is... We just sort of... I don't really know. I'm not sure how I feel about him being the mm-hmm. secret villain. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like Richard Madden can play a yeah. more a more villainous character. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, it, it, it works more with him than it would with many others just mm-hmm. because he, you, you can see the disillusionment yeah. of living with humanity for thousands of years on his face, in his eyes. Yeah. And my like of him has, has more to do with his performance than it is the writing of his mm-hmm. character. Like the... The yeah the character I don't know it's a it's a hard hard uh, point of view to sell I think right because of course we're as the audience not supposed to agree with him also 
Kumail Nanjiani's character kind of bounces. He does. He leaves. Yeah, towards the end. That so it's like he. They made a whole stink about how how ripped he got for the for the role, and you know, right. with like that we never, muscly like, pick. We never see him without a shirt off. We never. I mean, I feel. I'm not saying it was wasted, but <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I feel like he barely did anything in the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, he did have that. He had his cameraman following him around. I thought that was funny. Yes. That was a funny. Yeah. But again, it's like. I'm I'm so conflicted because it's like I think it's funny, but also you're supposed to be this like immortal being. You're not gonna be like this. I mean, I mean, maybe they could have done it from the angle of like, I think maybe this is even what they were trying to do. Like the, the one, immortal character who is so far gone that they're like, whatever. I'm just gonna live my life. But I don't think that really came across. It just came across like Kumail Nanjiani doing improv, I think, for some of it. Right, and, and he was, um, when we meet him, he's making a Bollywood film, yeah. which, which I think was done very well. Yeah, I would like to see that movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, I guess now he, now he has a chance to finish it. <laughs> um, but he was making it about Icarus. So mm-hmm. he still hasn't sort of gone off and done his own thing. He's still hung up on being an eternal. Mm-hmm. And still hung up on that lifestyle, um, which I think is is interesting, and it, it it it's never really explored any further. I mean, I think he's because he leaves mm-hmm. because we don't get his, we don't get much of his interaction or involvement with the finale yeah. with the climax, you know. Yeah, and I think the idea is that he agrees with Icarus. He just doesn't want to, like, get in the middle of all that fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not worth it for yeah. him. Which, I mean, that makes sense, honestly, as a point of view you just don't feel like fighting your friends <laughs> right, right, but uh right. as narratively it's just like okay i guess he's just not in the last third of this movie until the last scene when suddenly they're all friends again and then he's like quipping with sprite and uh cersei mm-hmm. at the end about like because because they make cersei a human at the or sorry, uh, not cersei, sprite, sprite. sprite they make sprite yeah. a human at the end yeah a lot of a lot of interesting names for <laughs> these characters <laughs> took me a minute yeah. uh they make sprite a human at the end and then she's gonna go off to school right that's the idea mm-hmm. and then she's gonna live a normal life and then die i guess yeah 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 that, i guess um, that's, that's where they were going yeah um yeah, we haven't talked about Sprite at all. No, we um, haven't. I liked her. Uh, the actress Leah McHugh was twelve when they filmed this. Wow. Yeah. She seems I, a little older. I know, I, right? I, on IMDb, I looked her up. I saw her in the Lodge. That's mm-hmm. that's the only thing I've seen. Which I I kind of liked that movie. Didn't love it, but uh, pretty good. Yeah, she was also in. Um, I didn't see it, but it was called Songbird. Did you hear of it? It came out last year. Um, Michael Bay produced it. It's about COVID twenty five. Or, 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 or COVID-23, okay. it's like a pandemic in the future. And it, it came out in December of last year, and all the reviews were like, this is in such bad taste. People are dying right now. Oh, no, and, but Michael Bay <laughs> seems the perfect choice to direct a, <laughs> a nice, sensitive <laughs> movie during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, this was the first time that I guess either of us had, had seen her. I saw her in the lodge, right. but I, I yeah. barely remember her. In yeah. it. She's not like the, the main character, I don't think. Right. Um, um, but yeah, you know, yeah. If, if there's anything that's going to boost your career as a young actor, mm-hmm. it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, I think she's really good and mm-hmm. shows that she can act. But still, I, I have the same feeling with her, which is that I don't buy that she's eternal. You know, like, right. like she's still, to me, she seems just like a, a really, uh, like a really emotive 12-year-old, you know, who's like, I don't know, like, like I, I just don't get the vibe that she's been there for thousands of years. Also, they do they do this thing where they, they're saying she's 
uh, attracted to Richard Madden's character, right? Like yeah. she has like this unrequited love for him. And then like at the end, she joins him briefly for that final battle scene. Mm-hmm. And doesn't she stab uh, Cersei? She does. What happened with that? Um, you mean in terms of the stabbing? Yes, yeah, she's just fine, or did they? Did well, I think heal Cersei her? turned the um, the dagger into water because oh, she could because could, she could do that, and I think that okay. probably made everything okay. That's, maybe okay. <laughs> good for her. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I liked. I, I like Spread. I think yeah. I, I, I definitely think we're going to see her again. Um, mm-hmm. Well, all, the Eternals will return. Of course. Of right, course. so. The Eternals will returnals. Oh, boy. I don't know. There it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and I totally get what you're saying in that she doesn't really, like, yeah. like she talks like a modern kid. Sure. Even, I mean, even back then in, like, when, when we first see them, they're still sort of talking they they talk like humans even yeah. before they interact with humans mm-hmm. they are talking and interact like maybe they're speaking another language we don't know but yeah. still they they sound like humans it's mm-hmm. like they're already you know sort of adapting that yeah like she she just to me she still fulfills like the angsty teen archetype you know mm-hmm. like the like I mean she's not saying this but like come on mom you know like that kind that kind of attitude you know like I'm yeah sure I'm twelve but I'm still rebellious you can't tell me what to do but it's like you're thousands of years old <laughs> right um, um there, there's a scene i remember in the bar early on where she does an illusion yeah to herself to I make herself that. older where was she hoping that would go <laughs> like like the guy i think like, like he can't touch her her, her, her yeah. hand because her, her arm is shorter because mm-hmm. it's because she's a child she appears to be a child yeah. um but yeah i have no idea where she was hoping to go with that that yeah. stood out to me as a weird maybe she's choice. just like imagining what it would be like right. to be that kind of person mm-hmm. so maybe yeah, yeah. I, maybe I understand that I guess how, how, how she would get treated differently yeah um, this is I just think there's so many like interesting moral questions you could bring up mm-hmm. with eternal beings and they bring them up and just touch upon them lightly I feel like mm-hmm. um, like one one thing I just heard I was listening to another podcast <laughs> was <laughs> and I'll steal it and use it for this one uh is fastest the Brian Tyree Henry mm-hmm. character has his partner in the movie. Uh, his partner's not eternal, so like his partner's gonna die soon. He, his, his, kid, his kid's gonna die. Kids are gonna die, and maybe theoretically, fastest could have had other partners or whatever over the years. You know, who knows? Or maybe did he right. say not? I don't remember. I don't. Remember um, that. But like uh, that could have been something interesting to explore, like how you're gonna live with the. Like, like there could have been really cool scenes like him putting his kids to bed knowing they're going to die, that sort right. of thing. Hopefully they didn't do that and I just forgot. But, like, <laughs> this, that's why I feel like simultaneously it feels too long, but it also could have been longer to flesh out the mm-hmm. characters more. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, there was... Um, we get just a little development with Fastus in the flashback to 1945, I think, when... Yep, Hiroshima. Uh, yeah, yeah, when he's in Hiroshima, and he mm-hmm. he, he has the disillusionment moment with yeah. humanity. Yeah, um, And And him, I, I think, having a family is his way of, like, coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, still, I... You know, I mean, they, they, they sort of skip around in the past in the flashbacks, and so, mm-hmm. like, we have no idea what they did. Yeah. They could have done anything. Uh, because, you know, like, Gemma Chan and Richard Madden... Uh, Cersei and, and Icarus, they got married. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, who's to say that other Eternals didn't do something? Because, like, I mean, the lifespan of a human is like, you know, is, is like a snap of the finger to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's, it, it would probably be interesting to maybe explore that more, you know, if they did 
sequels to this or if the Eternals mm-hmm. popped up in other, um, in other materials, we could, you know, see some more flashbacks to that time yeah. that has not been covered yet. Um, what did you think of Angelina Jolie as Thena? I thought she was fine. Yeah. You I, know, didn't really stand out to me too much. Yeah, I liked her. I, yeah. she, I, she, to me, sells the... I, this is a running theme. It's just like, <laughs> can I buy that they're immortal based on the way they're talking is the, right. clearly the thing that I'm hung up about. Yeah. <laughs> I have some things to work through. But I, I bought her in that respect, but I feel like her character, I don't feel like I got to know her. I actually, this is what I would have preferred. I think she would have worked better as the Salma Hayek character, like the the leader of the crew, because mm-hmm. like Angelina Jolie clearly has like a, has been around a while, and I mean, her voice has this sort of authoritative presence to it. I feel like she could have worked well as that character. I didn't, didn't really buy Salma Hayek necessarily as like the, what is she, the prime eternal or yeah. something, I forget yeah. what her, the, her title is, but... Um, yeah, she's another one, Selma Hayek, that I didn't buy that she was like an immortal being who's, you know, has access to Erishim, the celestial, the prime celestial, or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just seems like Selma Hayek to me right. as, as yeah. I've seen her in other things. So, yeah, that was that was one thing that was more difficult for me was separating the actors from the characters. Yeah. Because, you know, like these are such big stars that yeah. you would have never thought would be in a Marvel movie five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now. And, you know, Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie, you know, I mean, I, I, I doubt we'll see Salma Hayek in the MCU again. Mm-hmm. But we might see Angelina Jolie at some point. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 just, it's just a little mind-boggling bringing all of these big stars into the MCU and then sort of just throwing them aside, maybe? Yeah, and there's still some we haven't talked about. Just exactly. Just shows how many there so are. So many. There's Makari um, is the other one, the one who's uh, deaf. Mm-hmm. That speaks Which I thought language. was cool. Yeah, I, I do too, except that that's really her m- main character right. trait. Yeah. Like, she's not really fleshed out at all um, mm-hmm. because there's just not enough time in this yeah. movie. Um, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got Disney Plus series about some of these characters. Yeah, I will say that the, the speed stuff that Makari mm-hmm. does is very cool. Yes. Like the, yeah. the they, they managed to differentiate Madden, it you know? from The Flash and Quicksilver, yeah, yeah. which I thought was... was That's interesting, was yeah, because like all of them, there are a lot of speedsters and you have to do it differently exactly. in all the movies. Do you have a, a preference, your favorite way they do the speedsters? Uh, I mean, I, I've been watching The Flash TV show for so long that, okay. I, that I'm sort of just... I'm Used just, just going to go with that. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the way that they do each of them is unique. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we have The Flash on TV, we have... The Flash in the DC movie mm-hmm. universe, and they they move very differently. They look very different. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I mean, there's still you know so many ways that they can that they can do that. Yeah. And the two Quicksilvers. Exactly. Exactly. I I, I gotta say the um time in a bottle scene in yeah, X Men yeah, Days yeah. of Future Past is I, I I think one of the best. It's so good. Yeah. Pro- probably the best on screen representation of how it feels oh, to be like if you had to do one one scene on its right. own exactly. that would be the best as far as the speech stuff. I, exactly. I really like I mean I might be the only person who liked this character because I hardly ever hear mentioned I liked Aaron Taylor Johnson as mm-hmm. Quicksilver yep. like I liked also the way they do that blue wisp of smoke behind him right. every time he runs that just looks cool to me I'm not sure what that smoke is supposed to be like he's just farting or something the whole time <laughs> while he's running but like uh, I don't know I just visually it's aesthetically cool to me but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was really hoping they would bring it back for WandaVision. 
Something. Yeah, I'm. That's a you're opening up a, right. a can of worms here. But <laughs> that was really disappointing to me yeah. the way they concluded mm-hmm. uh, Evan Peters being in the show. Yeah, I was so with a, with excited a, with, when he with, with a bone opened joke. that. Dope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I don't know. And I know he like he said like oh they have you know you never know what Marvel's up to. I don't I don't believe him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, anyway, uh, let's talk about some of the characters that we haven't touched on so far. Okay. Um, Kid Harrington? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kid Harrington, barely okay. in the movie, beginning and end. Yeah, I just find he's so likable because yeah. I, I just like yeah. Jon Snow. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else besides Game of Thrones and this. I know yeah. he, he's been in a lot. Oh, he was in How to Train Your Dragon. Hmm. Um, but I know, like, he, he's in a lot of stuff I want to watch, like the um, like the Gunpowder TV series. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um... I heard he, I, he was in the movie Pompeii, which I heard was terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but... <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, he, he has really not been in too many movies. Uh, yeah, I mean, because Game of Thrones takes up right. a lot of time. Yeah. And then I think he was wiped out and took a little break, didn't he, after that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, now I, I am assuming we're going to see a lot more of him, judging from the post credit mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but, yeah, he's... Uh, I mean, obviously, Game of Thrones was 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 his big, you know, big thing, big break. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Kit Harrington now, and yet everyone still miss uh, misspells his name. It's always uh, Harrington with two R's. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that bugs me. Now you uh, know. Yeah. Um, also, his real name is Christopher. Little fun fact for you. Spelled there. with a K. <laughs> you know, knowing knowing him, it would, but it is not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I you know, as you said, he, he's just a, such a likable. Actor. Yeah. I mean, he was one of my favorites on on Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you take those like Myers Briggs tests online and they right. tell you what character you're like. I, I always <laughs> get that I'm like Jon Snow, <laughs> so I feel a little bit of a kinship to him. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, has yeah. my has my loyalty from then on. Yeah. Um. Um. And here he he's just sort of a love interest to Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think works, especially in the beginning of, of the film. You know, we get the exposition sort of bounced off of him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I don't think we really needed it, but I think, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to say no to Kit Harrington, to having mm-hmm. Kit Harrington in the movie. Um, there's also another one of the Eternals, uh, Don Lee, plays Gilgamesh. Oh, yep, yep. Um, who is sort of, I, I would say he's one of the more side Eternals. Yeah, um, I mean, because he dies midway through. He does, he does. Uh, and he barely speaks, uh-huh. at, at least in the flashbacks. Yeah. Um, he mostly takes care of Thena for, like, seven 700 years, 500 years or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, him and, um, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, of the, like, of the Eternals, I would say Cersei, Icarus, um, Thena, uh, Kingo, and Sprite. Maybe Fastus are, are, are like the main main characters mm-hmm. because most of the other ones either pop up and then die or pop in like halfway through and don't do too too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, uh, do you, do you have I guess a favorite? Like, who is your standout? My favorite. I mean, my favorite is well, my favorite performance is mm-hmm. Richard Madden. Yeah. My favorite character is Druig, mm-hmm. just because I I think that. That his like uh, internal conflict is the most interesting, and I, I just I'm, I find him likable to Barry Keoghan again. Hopefully that's right. Um, uh, I should have like looked it up before this one. Right. I say his name twenty times throughout <laughs> this episode, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 
Yeah. Those um, are my two. What about you? So I I'm honestly not sure. I'm I I'm I I'm I think I'm going towards Icarus. Mm-hmm. Not because, like, you know, I agree with him morally or anything, but I feel like, you know... Good this, clarification. <laughs> right. Of course, I... Just to clarify, I do not want to destroy Earth to birth a giant creature. Okay. Um, it sounds to me like you want to destroy Earth to birth a giant creature. That's what I'm... <laughs> that's what I'm picking up here. Um, but this is this is another instance of it yeah. being somewhat difficult to connect the... Uh, to disconnect the actor from the character. Mm-hmm. Because like Kit Harrington, Richard Madden is... I, I, I just really love him as an actor. Also, he gets to use his native accent here. Mm-hmm. That he, he didn't get to do that in Game of Thrones, which yeah. I think is pretty pretty um, interesting. Um, but like honestly, I I, I really like um, Fastus. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get as much development as yeah. I would have liked. Um, but you know, just also he, you know, there's always you know uh, Disney's first gay character, and yeah, you can tell they're pleased pleased with themselves right, and want, right, want right. a little bit of like a pat on the back exactly. for it. You know, because they have they had uh, LeFou in the Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. remake that they just said he was gay and they didn't do anything. Or there's like um, one character in Onward, like right. voiced by Issa Rae or something. One of the who, one who has like a throwaway line, maybe? yeah, yeah, like a throwaway line that you could easily cut out for right. for China or or other <laughs> countries, right? And, um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Jungle Cruise, which you didn't see. I did not right? see that. Um, yeah. Jack Whitehall's character yeah. um, makes references to being gay, yeah. um, but you know, also very easily edited out. Okay, um, this is not this, so easily this not, as edited exactly. out, which is, I think is what makes it more significant. I think it was banned in several countries. I'm gonna just clarify that real quick. <laughs> yeah, um, just make, make bold claims. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, just, Saudi Arabia, uh, Kuwait, Qatar, Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Kuwait. Okay. Um, which you know, I mean, g- good for Disney for not for mm-hmm. not editing it out, but also I feel like they realize that it's not gonna work as much if they edit. Well, what it are, out. what are they gonna do without that Qatar money? You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Also, I, I I mentioned this too when we saw. I really like Brian Tyree Henry, and I mm-hmm. I just so in general I feel like he's underused between this and Godzilla versus Kong this year because. I really like him in Atlanta. He's my what are you talking about? Godzilla versus Kong. That was an Oscar-winning performance. Yeah, yeah. Right there. I, mean, I mean, no. Here's the thing. He's fine because, like, what a that's it's barely even a character. He's just a podcaster, and so he makes it. Oh, watchable. just a podcaster. I know. Sorry. I <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would like to see him in character as his character from Godzilla uh, joining us on this review of the Eternals. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I just really like him, and I liked him in Beale Street. He's the voice of the dad in Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm sure I've seen him in other stuff that I'll remember in two minutes, but by that point, it'll be too late to bring it back up in the conversation. Uh, yeah, that I that even when I see him in this and I think he's good, I just feel like they're underusing his talents, basically. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I do think he's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was... Uh, I haven't seen him in, in too much yeah. as, as an actor. Um, like I've seen about half the stuff that you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think he's very talented, and I would like to see. Yeah, more. I would highly recommend Atlanta. If I could mm-hmm. just pick one thing, that would be it. Yeah. Only two seasons out right now. Interesting. A lot of good people in it too. Right. Like right. quite a lot. Right. Um, also in the cast that was kept under wraps for strange reasons, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that, it was that him has until maybe after, three but... lines. Yeah, crow. Right. Three. They um, they made a big deal of him in the trailers. I remember mm. he was. Um, they put the scene in there with with him holding Angelina holding Jolie Angelina. as as like a big like you know like trailer ending moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know he he's just I I don't understand what makes him separate and unique from the other deviants. 
he can Th- talk. That he speaks. He, he speaks. Yeah. He uh, speaks. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, voice actor David Kay, who's done a ton of voice work, um, played Arishem. Okay. Um, I, I personally really like the look of the Celestials, and yeah. we really get a sense of the scale. That I love. That's one of my favorite things about the movie. Yeah. It's massive, when you especially in that end scene when you just see it in the sky mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> or even the even the one that's being like pooped out the earth from the volcano you know like that <laughs> celestial you see the you see the hands out of through. all of the out of all of the methods of deliverance you chose that yeah. was the <laughs> oh you got the the volcano right, right. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of imagery in that last scene um, um yeah but like that you see just like the fingers rising through right, the right. ocean in the distance like right. This and and you know you see like oh that's not a mountain that's a finger mm-hmm. right <laughs> that's the first time that that sentence has ever been said <laughs> um but yeah uh <laughs> good, good recovery smooth transition do you remember in guardians of the galaxy um, we saw a celestial in um, when Benicio del Toro uh, the collector was telling them about the in- infinity stones and we saw is it nowhere uh, the place yeah, yeah, is yeah. like the celestial well, skull that and okay. we also see uh, when he's talking about the power stone we see a celestial using that to wipe out an entire planet okay i do not remember yeah yeah um, but they they kept the look celestials look pretty much ex- exactly the same mm-hmm. um, and and also in eternals we see a bunch of different celestials doing different things mm-hmm. we don't learn anything about them they're just yeah. kind of there um, where do we think they are? Like, just far away in space somewhere? Because they must take up a lot. That's a good question. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. And, like, are now. they standing? <laughs> are they floating? Who knows? Swimming. Swimming, yeah. Yeah. Skipping. <laughs> They're just frolicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but really slowly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, we haven't really talked too much about... Gemma Chan, Cersei. Who, oh, that's right. If, if we were to... Like, There's if, so many people in if, this If movie. I was to pick... A main character, I, it I would, would be probably her. choose her. Yeah, she's like the protagonist, right. I guess. Yeah, like the um the I guess. I was gonna say something there and I forgot what it was. Like like the audience perspective, sort of. Mm-hmm. Like like we find we find things out when she finds. And out. she probably has the most screen time of any of exactly. the Eternals because yeah. we see her at the beginning with Kit Harrington mm-hmm. and then we see her relationship with Richard Madden, yada yada. It seemed like Kevin Feige agrees. He also describes Cersei as the lead. So we got that That's in common good. with Kevin Feige. <laughs> well, what does he know? <laughs> um, yeah, I thought she was really good. I just, I couldn't really connect with her for some reason. But I thought, like her performance I thought was good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's probably just the character more so than the acting. Right. Um, right. What about you? Um, I like Gemma Chan. Second MCU role, by the way. Yeah. She was in Captain Marvel in, um, under heavy makeup, so it makes sense that she mm-hmm. could feasibly come back for this. She also died in Captain Marvel, so no, no way she's, she's coming back there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think her character is fine. Not the um, not the best portrayal of, you know, living on Earth for 7,000 years, as we brought up a couple mm-hmm. times. Um, although I did like the moment at the very beginning after she... Um, when and when the Eternals arrived and she turned a knife into gold and then she sees oh, yeah, it yeah. on 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 a billboard yeah. in uh, London and she takes a picture of it I thought that that like I mean they never bring it up again but I thought yeah. that, that was pretty funny because yeah I mean and and that's probably how she has the thing that she gave Dane uh, like of his family crest mm. um, just because didn't, didn't make that connection until now yeah yeah just because you know I mean I feel like they could feasibly just collect things across time and sell them and become really rich. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think they did because they wouldn't want to attract too much attention. Yeah. Um, and is, is the idea too that their names like Thena is like Athena Icarus is Icarus you know they're, like they're spelled differently when you right. look at them they're like they're meant to be the figures that inspired these yeah. sort of mythic characters that we know of when we think of Athena mm-hmm. instead of Thena or Icarus flying too close to the sun who literally flies into the sun exactly. by the way like that's the idea right yeah. I think that's yeah. interesting well remember they did literally say that Sprite made up the myth of Icarus about Icarus. Oh, oh, I yeah. missed that. I, yeah. I'm forgetting that. Right. And yeah. I think um, someone says about Athena, like like patron saint of Athens or something. Mm. So so that, like like they're really leaning into this. Yeah. Um, I think those are the only two real, like big connections in terms of character sure. names. Maybe there's others and I just don't know them. Right, right. Like um, cultural stuff that we are not. Yeah. Um, connecting to. Um, but yeah, uh, so I feel like we've covered the characters well enough. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite there being many, many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I f- so I feel like Eternals has probably, you know, not since Guardians of the Galaxy has there been one with, you know, so, so, so many implications for mm-hmm. the larger MCU because we, we now know that there are, you know, maybe thousands of Eternals out there uh, on, on, on planets that, uh, that Celestials are going to be born at some point there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, we got to go to two different planets, but here we learn that, oh, there are Celestials and they created the universe, essentially. Yeah. Um, we, we learned that in a, I, th- I, I thought a very long opening text crawl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know why movies <laughs> keep doing this. I cannot retain that. I don't think we've seen this in a Marvel movie before. Yeah. To yeah. Be completely it, honest. it reminds me of like the Blade Runners. They, they bo- both also do this and it's like, right. unless you've seen the Blade Runners before, you're not remembering all the, they're like talking about the replicants and stuff. It's like they introduce too many new words, you know? Yeah. Which like, I understand why they're doing that, but right. No I think it was, it, it works here just because, you know, like it, it makes it so that when Salma Hayek wakes up, she doesn't have to say, as you all know, we are yeah, on a mission yeah. because of Arishem and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, which I think... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just ranting. <laughs> Ignore me. It's my, my personal... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gripes. Right. Um, I wonder if that was a Marvel edition or a Chloe Zhao edition. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, I guess we might never know. Or maybe, you know, we'll know when the commentary comes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's talk about the post credit scenes. Oh, let's do it. Uh, there were there were two. I'm glad that I didn't see anyone leave the theater for either of them. Yeah. So the Thursday night crowd did. They did know they yeah. were they were Marvel fans, um, but the first one uh, we have I think it's Thena. Uh, who else is on that ship? You're on your own here. Makari <laughs> uh, and no fastest state on earth. Right, with his family? I really don't remember. Anyway, it's <laughs> yep. some of the Eternals. Not a clue. I I do know who is on, on that ship, though. Right. Uh, Mr. One Direction, Harry Styles. N- none of the others are Mr. One Direction. Harry Styles exclusively. He is Mr. One Direction, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was one of the things that leaked a yeah. couple weeks before. And I read it, and I was like, that sounds... Crazy, and I, I see the post or the mid credit scene, and yep, my thoughts are still the same. Yeah, <laughs> really weird. Yeah, and random. Right. Um, we we were talking about this as we were we're walking back. He doesn't have much acting experience. Just Dunkirk, I think. Right. Um, um, I feel like we're 
we're gonna see more of him not all, not just in Marvel but also in yeah. future stuff looking up his film I mean there was talk that he was gonna be in Little Mermaid right but then that never ended up happening yeah. they cast someone else yeah. so like maybe he's trying to to get more into acting now right so he has not had a role since Dunkirk uh, before Dunkirk he just did one Direction things. Okay. Um, but uh, then he has he was in Eternals, and now he has a movie coming out next year called Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, it's a psychological thriller directed by Olivia Wilde. Oh, I've, so, I've heard of this. Yeah. yeah. And he's also in a movie called My Policeman, a romantic drama film uh, set in the 1950s in Brighton. A gay policeman named Tom marries a schoolteacher named Marion while being in a relationship with Patrick, the museum curator. The secret they share threatens to ruin them all, and he is the lead in that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so looks like he's trying to get more in, yeah, in, yeah, into yeah. acting, which is interesting. Uh, I swear, if we see like like Oscar nominee Harry Styles in the future, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, m- maybe he's going for an EGOT. Who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, and how could we forget Pip? Yes, little uh, little little troll thing. Atrocious! Oh, sorry, I just CGI. kicked you as we're recording. You're but... all good. <laughs> uh, terrible CGI. Yeah, I, not I, great. I, I really, uh, pretty baffling. I, like I, the most of the rest of the CGI looks pretty good to me. Right. Like the deviants and stuff. Uh, it's almost like this was an afterthought. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I, I I called that it was Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah. With a with a modulated voice. Yeah. Um. He's been in the MCU before. He was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I didn't see. Okay, I didn't either. Yeah, um, but apparently he played multiple characters in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, who knows, honestly, when we're going to see these characters again because mm-hmm. we have Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, and, yep. like, I, 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 don't see, I don't see them being in there anytime yeah. soon. Is the, I mean, is the idea that... Um... Is Eros the Harry Styles character? He is an Eternal. Did they say that? I think he said that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, I think also he, maybe he joined their team. You know? Right. Right. Um, but also, he is the brother of Thanos. Oh yeah. Um, it was. I mean, they said that he was from Titan. So is he an Eternal that lived on Titan? If so, is Thanos was Thanos an Eternal? Um, I think so. I mean, don't. Never mind. Don't ask me because some some people are like really into <laughs> right, the right, Marvel yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Take take everything we say with a grain of salt. We're not like huge like comics. Nerds. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think I read um, someone in the Sif Pop Slack um, asked like why um, Harry Styles doesn't look like Thanos if they're brothers. That was me. <laughs> that was you. Yes, right, right, right. You're right, quoting me right, right now. <laughs> I, I am quoting you. Um, but he, um, yeah, someone was sitting next to my, to me on my left while we, I was watching the Eternals. I can't remember who. <laughs> Someone's sitting next to me right now. I have no idea who it is. Um, but, um, and I think I, I just, I, I just Googled it yeah. and I found out that he is like Thanos had, at least in the comics, like a deviant syndrome yeah. or something, Yeah. which, you know, now that we know that Arishem created deviants as well as the e- Eternals, maybe yeah. he like... I don't know, made an oopsie with Thanos or something. Um, yeah, I don't know how that thing but, happens. Yeah. Um, must not have been fun to be Thanos to right. to look like a like a raisin when you're when your brother's Harry Styles. Um, I, w- I would I mean, love to just have a flashback <laughs> when next time we see Harry Styles, yeah. little little British human boy mm-hmm. playing with uh, li- li- like a, a grimace. 
uh, just sort of hanging around, and everyone everyone's making fun of him, like, yeah. oh, your brother's purple. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's stone him. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was the first post credit scene. What do you think of it overall? Like, what's your opinion? Of the movie or the post-credits? The scene, that, that scene. Uh, I, I thought it was good. Uh, knowing, I mean, I I took the leaks as not fact, but I assumed that that was what was going to happen because I saw it backed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so I, you know, like when they showed the shadowy figure walking towards him, I was like, oh, I mean, no. I mean, obviously, that's that's Harris. I would recognize that outline anywhere. <laughs> um, you don't have to hide, Rowan. Right, it's okay. <laughs> and um, and so yeah, I mean, I thought it was good. I mean, they're, they're they're setting up all of these characters that I hope they have intentions of picking up these plot lines relatively soon, or mm-hmm. else risk them fading into the memories of yeah. a lot of um, you know more more casual viewers. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if there was a time to introduce this character, I feel like it would be here in sure. e- Eternals. Um, or maybe, you, you know, I mean, it just occurred to me we might see some of these characters again in Guardians 3 because they're going in, into space. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, speaking of which, speaking of Guardians, this just, thought just crossed my mind. Um, they said that Star-Lord's father, Ego, was a Celestial, right? I think so. so I've only was... watched Guardians 2 once, okay, though, so yeah. I'm not going to be able to... As someone who saw it five times in the theater... Um, <laughs> okay, I'll I'll leave. Then. Um, <laughs> Clearly, I, I don't belong on this podcast. So, was he a planet born from a planet, or was he just Ego? right? Or was he, or was the planet just a non-planet planet before, and then he was born and he became the planet? I don't know. Anyway, what a, yeah, what an interesting question that I can't help you out with at all. <laughs> Over my head, right? Um. um yeah, second post credit scene. Yeah, uh, that one was um, more unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. Kit Harrington, Dane Whitman, he is opening uh, his uh, a family heirloom. Giant, was it a sword? I think so. Right, think so. that that sounds about right. And uh, we hear some weird voices coming from it. Um, and what one in particular? One in particular uh, who. Uh, we were not sure who it was until the next day. Yeah. Um, which, honestly, when you sent that image, I thought it was a joke. I legitimately oh, thought oh, that it was a, a parody. Yeah, it sounds like a ridiculous quote, <laughs> it but it's does. not. Did you Google it? And, I did, I did. Verify? <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, so so he hears a voice that, said, or, or, that says, are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? Yeah. And I thought at first that it was the watcher from What If. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, it seemed like it was sort of coming from the sky and it sort of maybe sounded like Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Um, no, it does. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the next day, Chloe Zhao comes out and says, uh, that was the voice of one of my favorite superheroes, Mr. Blade himself. <laughs> Blade, Blade, Blade. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good quote. <laughs> Can't you see how, yeah. how I, I must have seen that? Um, you, what did you think that I like made it up and then screenshotted my own thing? <laughs> I would have put it past you. It would have been okay. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. But anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> you could just replace it in that sentence. You could replace it with any other sure. like superhero. Yeah. Like um, that was the voice of Mister uh, Mister Bubblegum himself. Bubblegum, bubblegum, yep. bubblegum. Um, and you know, honestly, it's it's Chloe Zhao. People would have to believe her. Mm-hmm. Um. But it is Mahershala. Yes. Uh, who, I think Blade is coming out. So Blade's filming next year. 
Okay. So we're probably not going to see it for another couple of years. So he just came in for like five <laughs> seconds to record. This one. Maybe he did it on his phone. Yeah, and yeah. Like... Kevin Feige sent him a message. Hey, hey, uh, Mahersh. Hey, uh, Mahersh, could you yeah. just like say these words? And he just sends him the text. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's like in the airplane bathroom, you right. know, recording. <laughs> on, his way, on his way to record uh, Spider-Verse 2. Yeah. Uh, well, when I guess he died in Spider-Verse 1. But anyway, mm, yeah. but you know, multiverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, it's a pretty decent setup for Blade. Sure. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Kit Harrington pop up in Blade. Yeah. Um, you know, do you remember if... Probably so, not. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> so, at the very end, um, Arishem speaks to Cersei, Kingo, and um, Fastus. He sort of like brings them into space and he talks yep. to them and says, right before the end, right, and 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 he tells them, you know, all you know, you know, stay on Earth and I'll see if they're if humanity is worth saving. And he'll pass his judgment or whatever. Right, exactly. So and then he sort of drops them back to Earth, but then Kit Harrington acts as if he can't, like she's Cersei is missing. Mm-hmm. So is that you know maybe that could be something that they pick up later on, like like Fastus, Kingo, Cersei, they're all missing. Yeah, they're somewhere. And they need to figure out. I don't know. Th- th- were, that were, they, me. were they pulled to like a new planet? Isn't that part of the reveal in the mid midway through the movie that they're know. not actually like Eternals? They're created right. to be like like reprogrammed every right. every time they need to be. You yeah. know, and they have memories. Implant. Right. Wasn't that what that big structure was like? Yeah. That Cersei was seeing. I don't know. It, it was it was just a weird way to end the movie. I think. Sure. Because like we don't know what happens to the main characters. They're yeah, it was a little abrupt. Gone. Exactly. You, you know, abrupt is not a word I thought I would be bringing up in a two-hour and 35-minute movie. Yeah, and like the way they leave the Kit Harrington, I have a, have a secret of my own to tell you thing, right. hanging by the time the credits roll, directed by Chloe Zhao, only for them to pick it up two credit scenes later. Yeah. Like, a, I mean, it's very unsatisfying for someone who doesn't watch the end credit scene, you know, because then they're just left hanging as to mm-hmm. what's the what's Kit Harrington's secret. Yeah, and you know? I mean, even with the scene, we don't really know. We just sort of get it. Sure. You uh, know, you know, they might yeah. as well flash a sign uh, on the screen that says "Google it." Yeah, yeah. Um, or like, wait for Blade. Right. We'll explain right. it then. Yeah. Unless you're like a huge, huge comics nerd, in which case you already know. Exactly. And you're rolling your eyes at me talking <laughs> right now. Also, it it felt. A little weird to me what exactly how he phrased it to her like oh it turn, turns out my family history like he's I mean mm-hmm. normal people don't do that Nor- normal people say hey this is what's going on with with <laughs> with, with my family yeah um, you know I mean I feel like they were they were just delaying delaying to him <laughs> telling her so that Erishem could appear yeah, yeah, bring, bring that, that darn Arisham always coming in at the <laughs> at the wrong moments <laughs> to ruin uh, Kit Harrington's dramatic family reveals. Right, right. Um, um, but yeah, that was Eternals. That was the movie. Um, where would it rank? I guess uh, having you being totally unprepared for this question, how would it? How would, does it rank? You think in your general MCU? It's bottom five, I think. Honestly, uh, I just like I said at the beginning, I'm saying it's positive just because I like so many elements of it, and I it's pretty ambitious, and I like that they're taking a swing. You know, like I would prefer a swing and a miss than something that's not a swing <laughs> and right. a mildly successful hit. Um, I don't know. That doesn't work actually as a baseball <laughs> metaphor. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of the logic of it. But like, uh, like, like again, I like some of the individual performances. I like some of the visuals. I like a lot of things within the movie. But I don't think it really 
coalesces or cohesives, whatever, pick your word that starts with C. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like a six or a seven out of ten is where mm-hmm. I, it's teetering between those two. And I mean, even a bad, you know, lower tier Marvel movies, they're still fine movies on their own. They mm-hmm. still work as, as regular movies. Um, Except that they have to tie into the other Marvel movies. Exactly. I would have liked this more maybe if it were just its own thing. If it were, if it Question were, were more singular. Yeah. Um, this is the first Marvel movie since Doctor Strange to have no pre-existing uh, or pre-established characters in it. Mm. Which I think is very interesting. So I mean, I, I guess theoretically, it's it's the least connected yeah. we've had since since then. I mean, even you know, Doctor Strange did a lot of connecting in with um, stuff. Um, yeah, where does it rank for you? Probably lower tier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, uh, I think you know, it's I, I liked it just about as as I liked as much as I liked Black Widow. And okay. Black Widow was like square in the middle for me. Yeah. So Eternals is probably somewhere around there. I like it better than I like, you know, Thor: The Dark World, and mm-hmm. you know, probably the original Thor too, and I like Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the all of the uh, the inferior sequels of the early two thousand tens. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I as I said before, I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I, I share most of your opinions in that it, you know. A lot of the parts of it work, but it doesn't really fit together well yeah. as a whole. You know, mainly because of the ensemble cast and the fact that not everyone gets um, the time they need to really mm-hmm. develop as characters, and partly just because um, there's just so much story to tell. And I feel like they could have gone about it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, but then, then again, I'm not. You know, who who am I to criticize them? They're Marvel. They could they could send someone to my house tonight and have me executed. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. Surely Kevin Feige is a big fan of the podcastables. He has a sniper on your out bi weekly. But yeah, I'm promoting your podcast to someone who's already like an hour plus into right, a, right. <laughs> a review. They don't need my promotion. Um, Kevin, yeah. if you're listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I want to thank you all out there for listening to the podcastables. We really appreciate it. Um, our next episode is Twilight, which has already been recorded. Uh, but you'll see that in uh, about a week and a half or so. Uh, Foster, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have you on the main show at some point. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, as as soon as, you know, new films come out and Connor and I want to talk about them or I want to talk about them with someone else, I'll do a bonus review because why not? Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> why not? Unhinged. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, Connor put me in charge of distribution of the podcast, so, you know, mm. whatever. Um so, uh, yeah, uh, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, just, you know, give us a rating. I know, you know, pe- every podcast says it, but it really does help. Um, and, uh, yeah, Foster, anything you want to plug right now? Uh, I have a Twitter that I barely do anything with, but if for some reason you've made it through this whole podcast and aren't tired of me yet, that would be <laughs> where you could get in touch with me. Like, I think my DMs should be open. I have a letterbox that I use frequently. That's just for... I mean, I assume if you're this far into a movie podcast, you probably know of Letterboxd, but it's a, basically a social media for movie people. Um, both of those are F-O-S-T-H-101. Uh, you could also just type my name, Foster Harlfinger, and you could probably find it, but mm-hmm. I suppose that's that's all I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I also have a Letterboxd, uh, and I'm on Twitter at Bits of Joel. Um, I also, I was about to promote the podcastables on the podcastables. Uh, I have a blog where I review <laughs> movies and, and talk about movies and such. 
Uh, it's called The Lenient Critic. That's thelenientcritic.com. Um, I'm looking to start a podcast specifically about, uh, like, specifically concerning that at some point soon because I obviously don't have enough on, on my plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, just keep your eye out for more Podcasticals episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and like and all the stuff. Um, signing off, uh, my name is Rowan Wood. I'm Foster Carl Finger. And I'll see you soon.